You know what's a good problem to have? A good problem to have is too much opportunity. That, that's a good problem to have, but it's still a problem. It is still a problem. And that to me describes what many of us face as we consider starting our own online business and building our online business is there is too much opportunity. How in the world do I ever decide what to focus on? That is a pain. That is a problem. That can get in the way of success. Let's say we have a chat about that today on Gray Matters. Steve Dotto here. How the heck are you doing this fine day? Welcome to Gray Matters, the podcast for those of us in the gray zone. What is the gray zone? Primarily baby boomers and Gen X, those of us sporting a touch of gray. We're interested in finding our place in the digital age. On this podcast, we will learn about online marketing, community building, social networking, all from our perspective. The world's changing. The job market is not interested in us anymore. We're facing the prospect of a reluctant retirement, and that is not cool. We need a side hustle to take our experience and put it to work for us. We need to develop mad skills, adapt, and evolve in order to remain relevant in the digital age. I can help. This podcast can help. I'm glad you found us. Last week, I hosted a coaching call for people in the community that were interested in possibly signing up for Marie Forleo's B-School, which is her terrific online business school training program, which I am an alumni of. And uh, I basically hosted a, a Zoom call. There was 50 or 60 people on board. And the whole idea behind this particular Zoom call was people who were interested in signing up for B-School thought that it might work for them. I wanted to answer the questions and to talk to them about whether or not it was indeed a good fit for them. The questions that I was asked were the were, were fantastic. Uh, first of all, it was a, it was for me it was a very fulfilling time you know being able to have these conversations and to get to know many of you better. So there was all of that. But the questions you asked helped to entrench for me some of the challenges that we face as we're, st especially in the early days of starting out our online business or in our formative, our formative steps. And uh, so I'm going to go through a few of them and I'm going to address them and I'm going to address what I think are some of the answers. So I'm going to be taking a bit of a different tact. In the past couple of weeks, we've talked a lot about finding your platform, figuring out whether or not your voice is best as a podcast or as a video or blogging. We talked about kind of technical aspects. Today, it's going to be much more about the spiritual side, if I could say that, or, or the emotional side of finding your passion. At the end of the day, finding the passion that's going to drive you through the tough times and help you focus on where real success is going to lie. Now, the first question that I was asked was a question about what they call often in these online courses, your ICA. So if you take a step back, if you're learning about building an online business, people are going to teach you the techniques. And one of the techniques and one of the important hallmarks of building an online business is knowing what your ICA is. What the heck is an ICA, Steve? I'm glad you asked. It's your ideal customer avatar. All of the online gurus teach us we have to know who it is we are talking to as we are doing all of our online presence. Right now, as I deliver this podcast, your bright and shiny face should be in my imagine, in my mind's eye as I present to you. And for a lot of us, 
this just represents a huge freaking fail because it's really difficult to determine who your ideal customer avatar is. I, I'm always jealous of those who know exactly who their ICA is. Now I will say in the fullness of, in, in the spirit of full transparency that I am evolving and starting to understand who my ICA is, but it wasn't revealed to me early on in my process. As I, as I began doing this entire business, online business, I had no idea who you were. I, I know who I hoped you might be. I knew who I hoped you might become. I knew who I thought might be there, but I didn't know exactly who my ideal customer avatar is. So the first thing, the most important lesson for this part of the podcast is don't sweat it if you don't know most people don't. It's not something that's always evident, certainly not at the beginning of your online process. It's not something that's going to be right there up front at the beginning. So then, okay, Steve, that's great that you tell us that it's not going to be there right away, but how do we find it? Because it's still important. You can understand the value of, of knowing who it is you're talking to. It, it colors everything. It colors how you present your content, the, the, the level of content that you deliver, the cadence, the type of the places that you share content, important in every aspect. I think that your ideal, for most of us, we can start by looking in a mirror. I know this sounds trite, but... The more that I learn about my ideal customer avatar, the more I realize that it's me in just a different place. Obviously, since I called this podcast Gray Matters, you probably have gray hair or you should have gray hair. Um, and, and, you know, increasingly I recognize that my audience is male because my demographics tell me that it gives me a better idea who they are. And then through conversations with like the, the one that we did last week when we had the live call in session. It, that really helps to entrench it because the common challenges that were represented in that call were helped define who my customer, my ideal customer avatar is. But as you go along, I believe for most of us, slowly what's revealed our uh, ideal customer avatar to be is it's to be a different version of who we are because that's who we, that's ultimately who are, who we're going to deliver the most value to. For the most part, there is going to be exceptions to this rule. There's no doubt. But if you are struggling with it, just think about somebody that's very similar to you for your customer avatar to start with and position your, position your energy and the level of discourse at that. And that's a great place to start as, as far as I'm concerned. The next most asked question that I was presented with where opportunity lies, what they should focus on for their business. And we had several calls that were all very similar, where there was an opportunity to do this. Should I do an online course first? Should I start with a podcast first? What, what should my product look like? Should I be selling this? Or should I be coaching in this area? Or should I be doing this and the other thing? And that really brought to light to me just how challenging it is for those of you that are starting out to look at this world of the online business community and to recognize how much opportunity there is and to be literally overwhelmed by the number of choices you have to the point of paralysis where, or maybe not paralysis, but to the point of you spreading yourself so thin by trying about working on this and working on that and trying out the other thing and going into this space that you end up not getting real traction in any one vertical that's going to indicate success. Or, or be an indicator that you're going to have success. And so this is, it's almost like shiny object syndrome where you're jumping from thing to thing where you're a magpie. 
jumping from opportunity to opportunity. And it is almost a guarantee of an insidious type of failure because you see opportunity everywhere, but it's just beyond your grasp because you step towards it, but then you get distracted before you get to it. So here is, here's my best advice on this space. And this is really, this is really crucial is niching down and down. And I don't know if you prefer the term niche or niche, but I say niche, niching more, focusing more is always better. The narrower your focus, the deeper your penetration is going to be, the more success you will ultimately have. And you don't have to worry about missing opportunity because the thing about the internet and the online business space is it is nothing but opportunity. That's all that's there. You have to focus in on what you can do well and what you're going to be successful in. And we'll be talking a lot about that as we go on in the podcast, but niching down and focusing more is absolutely essential. Now I've talked about this in previous episodes from a platform perspective where it's really healthy to concentrate on a single platform, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera, finding a single social platform to concentrate on. This is an extension of that concept, but it's far more germane than the fact that your actual product that you're going to deliver should niche as far as its topic goes as much as you possibly can. Now that doesn't mean that you can't talk around the topic, uh, in order to help grow the community. But as far as what your actual product offering, when you actually decide that you're going to sell a course or bring on people for consulting or build a community that you're going to support through group coaching, when you do that, the more specific that you can get, I believe the more success that you will have. Now there's, there's a fear. There's a fear that's attached to that. In the fact, the fear is that you're missing out on so much opportunity because there are so many other people you could serve, which, uh, if you're serving more, doesn't that just mean that you're making more money? Doesn't that make sense, Steve? It does, but you have to have faith that there is a large enough community that you can make a profound difference in, uh, that makes it worth niching down. Here's an example. Actually, I steal this one from a, a guy that I used to listen to back in the day, David Seitman Garland. He teaches online course creation, much similar, very similar to what Amy Porterfield does. And David, he explained it this way. And I thought it was really, really well done. He said, if you were to create a course for lawyers on using LinkedIn, for lawyers using LinkedIn, you could probably charge $97 or $197 for that course. But if you were to create a course for lawyers to use LinkedIn to find new clients specifically, you could probably charge $295 or $395 for that particular course because it's not just about using LinkedIn, but it's now how do you find clients on LinkedIn. If you could develop a course that was for lawyers who are in accident cases, negligence and accident cases to find clients in that space, you could charge $9.95 because the lawyers who are interested in that particular space are going to be willing to spend the money because they recognize the value of getting their clients and they're going to be specifically focused on their needs. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if that's even the best example, but it tells you the more that you can niche down, the more value you have. Now there's a, there's, there's another part of this and that is as you decide on what projects to build and what products to build and what your online business is going to look like, 
the world of opportunity ahead of you also becomes counterproductive for us focusing on uh, focusing on what our business is going to look like. And we end up very uh, nondescript as far as what we are going to actually produce as an online content supplier. So how do you determine which of these opportunities is going to work best? And if you do want a niche, how do you determine which niche is going to be most successful? Because it's easy to end up going down a rabbit hole and not deciding on one that's going to be profitable. I think you have to trust yourself to a large extent here. And here is the exercise that I encourage us all to go through is I believe that your path is going to be determined through your passion that there's going to be something in your DNA and something in, in the online offering uh, that you're thinking about creating. There's going to be something that sparks passion as opposed to sparks, it's not the right word, but greed or opportunity. You're going to see lots of opportunity where you could, oh, I could do really well in this space. But if you're left a little bit cold about how excited you'll be about having success in that space, other than just the money, I'm talking about making a difference in people's lives. This is where the passion comes from. Finding the niche that speaks to your heart, that serves your, your soul's need to make a difference in people's lives. That is, once you determine that, it puts you on such firm footing and really charts the course for your products and for your type of content and for your marketing efforts. Everything falls into focus once you have a passion to deliver to a certain group. Now for me, that, that it took me six years online before I got passionate about any one group. You've, you're the folks that I'm passionate about. It wasn't until I discovered the entire gray community was something that I wanted to serve that I found passion. I, I used to be excited about my content. I was excited about learning about online business when I first began. And you can tell by my personality, I'm just a curious person that I take a lot of joy out of everything that I do. And I take a, I get a lot out of the process in learning them. So for me, there was actually even probably even more danger than there might be for some of you because I thoroughly enjoyed every step of the way of everything that I learned in my early online journey. And if you listen to last week's podcast episode, I talk about the first success and the first breakthrough that we had in the online space with an online course. But it wasn't until I started to recognize the challenges that my Co my colleagues, people my same age, my old high school chum, chums and all of that were facing in the, on, in the real world. It wasn't until I recognized the challenges that they were facing in the real world and many of those challenges being wrought by the relentless advance of technology that I started to recognize that, holy cow, I've been inoculated to some of this. Why have I skirted around this issue while so many of my friends are being hammered by it. And I recognize that it was a skill set that I developed in the online world of learning about building an online business. And it wasn't anything that I planned. It was just happenstance that I happened to take this career path that managed to, to allow me to avoid a lot of the challenges that so many of my brethren were facing. And then something inside of me said, you could help them. And when I thought I could help them, I got super excited. And I got more than excited. I became passionate about it and it became my passion project. And it then everything else fell into place. The Grave Matters podcast was, was, I, I determined to do it and I determined to create products and to create support networks to help our community. 
that's how it will come together. It's not going to be evident right at the beginning. I think it's going to come out of dialogue. It's going to come out of doing some things. It's going to become out of, it's going to come out of you paying attention to what really speaks to you on a fulfillment level, as opposed to what speaks to you on a temporal level of just, you know, making money, et cetera, as we go along. So finding that passion project is going to be something that I think you're going to have to look at ongoing and always have in the back of your mind. And that fits your niche like a glove because the niche and passion, even though they aren't exactly the same thing, they have to be in alignment. They will be in alignment for you. And as you consider niches, focusing more on individual products, individual communities, individual messages or opportunities or challenges that the world faces or that your community faces, then your product comes into focus, but guess what else happens? Remember that ideal customer avatar we were talking about at the beginning? They also suddenly come into focus. You get to know who that person is and who you're talking to. If I was creating this podcast for millennials or or a different age demographic, I would be speaking very differently. I'm speaking to people who I went to university and went to school with and hang out with and, and go to the gym with this. You folks are my community and that's why I've become so comfortable with you and share far more personal information than I normally would in my normal YouTube channel, for example. That's because this is a passion project. It's a, it, it's become the community aspect of this and the fact that we are making a difference in people's lives and helping them overcome the challenges that I was lucky enough to avoid or didn't avoid altogether, but that's what makes it special. Just humor me for a moment. I'm calling up last week's podcast. Now for all future episodes of Gray Matters, if you want to comment and I do encourage you to comment and to, and to tell me what you like and don't like and what you want to see more of on the podcast, the best place to comment is actually if you go to dototech.com forward slash gray 10 in this particular case, it'll be gray followed by the episode number, uh, in each one of our blog posts, which has the podcast embedded is a comment section. It's in, done in Facebook comments, but we have a comment section where you can have a quick conversation with me and I'm seeing increasingly people are jumping on there and commenting and posting. And this is where I will discover and be able to deal with you directly. And as I read through the comments, there's seven or eight comments from last week. I was moved and validated in the amount of extra personal content that I was sharing in this particular podcast because it was making a difference in some people's lives. Uh, For example, Sandra said, you make it look so easy. Now, just as a reminder, last week's podcast was about uh, the challenges I faced and then a breakthrough of my first successful online course. Sandra said, you make it look so easy. I never would have thought you struggled in the transition from TV to online. But sharing your personal story is truly encouraging for those of us just starting out. And it's also a reminder that we all have to do the hard work as well as continue to learn every day and from other generous people. Thanks for continuing to be human versus just an expert and truly wanting to help your subscribers. That means the world to me to hear that because part of oversharing, which I think I'm now doing in the, in this podcast, and you may well end up doing in your own personal passion project. Part of oversharing is the hubris that's involved. I wonder if it's egotistical for me to share my story and just how relevant it is. But then recognizing that if I was following another online personality, 
and they had gone through the same doubts and challenges and ups and downs as I've gone through, how that would have helped me in my formative years as I was learning and as I was putting all of the different pieces into place. And I recognized how valuable that would be. It's just that you never think you're that person. <laughs> you're the person to be the example because we're all, we're all constantly struggling. And there comes a point where you recognize the fact that as you are, if you, it's your passion to help people, when you really start doing that, when you really start making a difference and helping them and finding the issues that we face in common that you have overcome and that you can articulate in some way that helps other people overcome that, you become what it is that you were seeking, that you start to find the fulfillment and you start to find the success that you were looking for. And it's not monetary in this case, it's making a difference in people's lives. The monetary will come. The monetary will come as a result of really looking to serve your community. Now I'm going to tell you that I don't intend for each and every one of our episodes to be quite this personal in nature. There'll be a lot more tactical episodes to come. But as I was having these conversations with, uh, with, with you folks that are just starting out, I recognized so many of the common challenges that I faced that you are facing right now. And when I think about what really got momentum driving me ahead and helping me create focus on what my online offering and what my business was going to look like, I realized that became through that kind of that holy trinity of understanding who my ideal customer avatar is finally. In, and, and part and parcel with that is understanding what difference I wanted to make in their lives and having a passion for that. Once those pieces came together, everything came into focus for me and I felt that the kind of the, the roadblocks in my way were, were suddenly irrelevant. You will find the same success, but it is a step-by-step -step journey that you're going to have to go through and I'm thrilled that you're on it with us here on Gray Matters. So I hope you found value. Come to dototech.com forward slash gray 10. Tell me what you think. Post some comments. And if you are on iTunes or any other podcast platform, you know, giving us a five-star rating and a nice review is something which is incredibly valuable for the growth of this podcast as well. Till next time, I'm Steve Dotto. Have fun storming a castle.